On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815. Our 27th consecutive sellout. Wildwood winning the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work. Right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Back Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! And Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala puts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes, folks. I am Dev. Unfortunately, not with me as always is my suspiciously absent but still attractive co-host, Zooch. A bit of housekeeping for the show as we approach the regular season. Uh, right now, today, it's going to be just me and our guest, the always terrific Alex Micheletti this week. And then uh, next week, you are going to hear from a very special guest that you're going to love hearing from. That's going to take us to the regular season, which, funny enough, I actually am going to miss the first full week of the regular season. But then after that, uh, Zuch and I are going to be right back here with a lot more regularity. Now that hockey is all the way back, we're going to get back into the swing of things. We've got a lot of great things planned for the show this season. It's truly a great time to be a Wild fan. So we thank you very much for listening. Enough of me battling right now. Let's just get right to it with my talk with the elite hockey mind of Alex Micheletti. What's up, hockey fans? As you know, hockey season's right around the corner, so it's time to get in shape. Betting shape, that is. Yeah, our friends at Better Edge, that is B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge, are going to help you do that. Use promo code 10K at sign up and get five free dollars to use on whatever, really. And uh, basically, you put money on a spread or a money line or an over-under, and someone picks up that order, and you can win money. All you got to do is throw some money in there and get going. And you're definitely going to want to be on the lookout too, because our friends at Better Edge and 10,000 Takes are going to be partnering up throughout the season. We're going to be hosting competitions and contests where you can potentially take some of our money, you know, mine and Zooch's. You listen to the podcast every week and you think, heh, I can do better than these dimwits. Well, you know what? Put your money where the mouth is. So again, to uh, to sign up, go to betteredge.com and use promo code 10K for five free dollars towards your first bet. All right, so uh, we now welcome back a very special guest. You know him from all sorts of different hockey-related podcasts, the Hockey Royalty family of Minnesota. Please welcome the prodigal son, Alex Micheletti. Alex, how are you, my friend? Good. Thanks for having me on again, Dev. I love, uh, love talking hockey with you. And we're, uh, we just got college hockey started, and uh, NHL's just right. The regular season is right around the corner. So I'm looking forward to getting some NHL regular season games in. It's... Uh, it's great because we we we've we've gotten to the point too where it was it was a short off season, but it also 
was one of the more dramatic and eventful off seasons in recent memory. So it feels like it's been months without actually seeing meaningful hockey in Minnesota. And in reality, it was only like 10 weeks. So it's great that we're, we're so close to, to being back to the regular season. Let's talk a little bit about the preseason though, just to, to get things rocking and rolling. What are your thoughts on the preseason? You know, through we're, we're about two thirds of the way through the preseason. We got about another week or so to go before the final roster is set and uh, and we we head down to Anaheim to uh, to fry up some ducks. What are your thoughts on on where this team is headed? Do you think that right now, as the, the team is currently constructed, is this team better or uh, or worse than when we left off back in June? Yeah, um, really intriguing uh, preseason so far. Uh, we got to see a uh, debut of the uh, of the new top line with uh, X centering uh, uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello. And uh, that was they had a thing a little... of beauty, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing uh, chemistry between Zuccarello and, and Kaprizov still, and Eck uh, fit in there right away. So um, that's really nice to see. And uh, with that getting that new contract, uh, now they're rewarding him. Um, so yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see how he handles that come regular season because uh, being on the top line is a lot different than you know than the third line, and you're going up against uh, top centers in, in the conference and in the division, uh, you know, like uh, Jonathan Taves. So I was gonna yeah. say it's a good thing there's no like halfway decent centers in our division. <laughs> Just, just some absolute studs. Um, some guys so, you've never heard of, like uh, Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> exactly. Just Jonathan uh, Taze. Just relentless. They just, they never give up. You know, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. You know. Yeah, so, no big deal. <laughs> just Stanley to name Cup a few. All over the place. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, and then a lot of young guys, uh, really fighting for, uh, to make the, uh, the, the top club. You got Rossi coming off, uh, COVID, um, and Boldy, you know, every level he's been at, he's been productive and he's, you know, desperately trying to make the team. We don't know if he's, if that's going to happen or not yet. He hasn't been assured of anything. So, um, you know, he's still, he's still battling. You got uh, guys like uh, Adam Beckman, um, who's really making the strong push. Uh, he got in the fight tonight. You know, he's, yeah, he's yeah. showing up. He's Beckman showing is up. like all of like five foot six and 170 pounds soaking wet. And he's dropping gloves with like actual enforcers. Right. I, so, I, I got to be honest, that was unexpected, but great. And yeah. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if there's one like young guy or prospect or whatever we're going to call him. I don't know if there's one guy that has uh, exceeded my preseason expectations more than, than Adam Beckman. I, I've been in love with his shot for a long time. Um, I watched him tear it up in the WHL. I made a lot of money betting on the Spokane chiefs and, and betting the overs in those games. And so I'm, I, I knew that his shot would translate, but I think everybody kind of agreed that, you know, he was, he's very small He's quick, but he's not like blazingly fast or anything. There were plenty of people, myself included, who had kind of a wait and see approach with, you know, how, how his game would look at the next level. And holy shit, the kid looks like he might be the most NHL ready of the young guys, which is wild to say. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't uh, um, teach that scoring touch he has. It's, uh, it's incredible. He's done it at every level too. Like you said, he, he is small. That's, that's the, that's the only tough thing, but uh, you know, he's proven his worth and uh, you know, I think he deserves a shot at some point. I, I do want to make a, a, a quick edit or addendum. I just looked it up and according to elite prospects, Beckman is six one, which like, I don't believe that for a second. Um, they have him listed at 6'1", 158. I believe 158. I do not yeah, believe. I believe the 158. No. I do not believe one. I do not believe 6'1 at all. Now the 
um, the pickup of Rem Pitlick uh, kind of <laughs> makes everything kind of scuttled for the rest of the young guys because by picking up Rem, they would have to put him on waivers again uh, mm-hmm. to get him to Iowa. And so I don't think they want to do that um, and have him be snatched by another team right away again because I think his skill set uh, is NHL worthy. For whatever reason, I don't know how that's not working in Nashville, who's who gutted their forwards and looks yeah. like they're in a complete rebuild. So I don't know why they didn't want him, but uh, the Wild will take him. And if you know if he doesn't crack the top 12, he'll be the 13th guy in the press box, I think, you know, yeah, in case somebody gets hurt. It's definitely possible. I wonder, you know, kind of internally, and I haven't really fleshed out this take at all, so maybe it is going to sound dumber than than i think it might anyway is 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 it possible that pitlick is like an anthony Batetto but a forward like a 2.0 guy where like we we grabbed him off the waivers because we could and he's a decent player but he's gonna wind up just locking dudes out of a roster spot who are gonna be here long term yeah you mentioned Batetto, uh brad hunt you know like too uh, well, brad, brad hunt yeah. situation was a little bit different and 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 I think that was technically a trade too but like with Brad Hunt like we knew basically like hey he's gonna just he's gonna be our seventh guy and he's gonna come in and just rip clappers and hope for the best like we knew what we were getting there but like Batetto I just remember Paul Fenton jerking himself off about how great Anthony Batetto was having him in Nashville and yeah yeah and yeah yeah of course it's Nashville too so like I I guess we just have a thing for Nashville dudes on waivers that haven't (laughs) really lived up to expectations so, so right. far i say all that to say i say all that but like with like the the caveat of like rem pitlick is still 24 um yeah. he does seem to be getting better every year it's a little bit worrisome that a team that is in all but an open rebuild doesn't want him around long term but at the same time i don't think he's terrible it makes me wonder if like maybe there's some like 40 chess going on here and some like salary cap manipulation, like uh Russo reported that uh, with like Rossi specifically, if he plays less than 10 games, basically his ELC will just toll for another year, which would then take by the time that he would need his next deal, that would take him to the end of the, the big money and the Parisi suitor buyouts, which like, okay, that makes sense. Um, I can kind of see the writing on the wall, writing on the wall. And, and, and it wouldn't totally surprise me anyway, if, if, you know, they're like, hey, also, in addition to the fact that this is going to save us a lot of money long term uh, and, and help the team be a little bit more competitive long long run. On top of that, we also can uh, make sure that, you know, he's back in hockey shape. He appears to be in hockey shape. He's looked yeah. great this preseason, but there's always a little something more in a, in a real game. It's always hard to say for sure. But that still leaves guys like Beckman, Boldy, uh, Duheim, Dewar. And now, you know, it was already going to basically be 50-50 on those guys uh, as to who would and wouldn't make it. Does Pitlick basically box that out so that only one of those four young guys get a chance? You know, does that does that box him out for in, in, in your estimation or or am I just overthinking this? No, I, I'm with you, too. There's there's a lot of moving parts going around that uh, from behind the scenes that were, still need to be figured out. So, uh, specifically Victor ask, um, you know, they, well, he you could know, be a guy that, that he, he had a goal in the preseason game yeah. against the blues. Yeah. Uh, so assisted off a pretty sick, no look pass from Rossi. I might add. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, one of the, one of these guys is going to get blocked for sure. Um, it's too bad. And like you said, I think a lot of salary cap implica- implications are, are, you know, occurring with, you know, with Rossi too. Exactly. You know, like you said, uh, going up against these top guys is a little bit different. Um, so, um, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe he goes down to Iowa again and gets, uh, gets top line ice and, and full power play. Uh, along with Boldy, um, and then eventually call those two up together. <laughs> um, ooh, oh, ooh! I just got an idea. It's a little bit of a stretch, so bear with me here. Well, it's a two-part idea. One is part one is that uh, Rob Brzezinski moved across town to St. Paul and is just kind of like <laughs> quietly offering cap manipulation advice to uh, to the Wild. He's like, "Hey, listen, I've read your CBA. I'm so fucking good. I'm good at one thing in the world, and it's cap manipulation. Let me help you with this." And Billy G's like, "Yeah, all right, let's go." He's like, all right, here's what you do. Step one, put Beckman, Rossi, and Boldy on your top line in the AHL and let them just get the chemistry between the three of them just like over this year. And fuck, let them put up 200 points. And then you already have a built-in like middle six caliber line that already has chemistry with each other. And you're just able to rock and roll, plug and play, and just bump those guys all up next year yeah i can definitely see that happening uh one guy that i always mention um and that billy g uh, specifically brought you know brought up out of the blue a lot is brandon duheim uh mm-hmm. he always seems to talk you know, you know um you know brings you know how his skill set and that you know he's chomping at the bit to make the nhl roster so it's that just seems like a guy that that billy g loves and um you know theoretically could be on the fourth line too uh, yeah well, uh, yeah, Duheim's game kind of makes sense as more of a bottom six role anyway. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think he's a bigger guy. I think he's like yeah. six one or six two, which apparently so is Beckman. But I don't <laughs> know. Maybe, Beck, maybe Beckman Plays had a growth spurt back. or something, and he just looks <laughs> small because he's so gangly. Right. <sighs> that still is freaking me out. But, yeah, um, is – yeah, is uh, – if I'm if correct me if I'm wrong, but Duheim has a, 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 a one-way contract, not – this year but next year right it's a two-year contract a two-way this year and a one-way next year yep college kid from you know played at providence and came from florida another parkland florida um oh nice so he's like a luongo kid huh yeah so it's uh, yeah 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 exactly (laughs) so yeah non-traditional uh and uh yeah so um you know it's always i always root for the college hockey guys so yeah be be fun to to see him make it at, at some point too yeah most definitely we um so yeah, I mean, yeah, if that that if that's kind of what we think we're um, going to look at, then I guess the only other question would be, you know, in terms of like the the wild in the next year or two, as far as the young guys go, what happens with Connor Dewar? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could be, you know, unfortunately, he could he could have the Kyle Rouse syndrome where he's just kind of in like Justin Clues where he might just be stuck, um, stuck in Iowa or be being the guy that. Uh, the you know, Jerry Mayhew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then being stuck in the press box, um, which is which is unfortunate. I, I think he's got a great skill set, but then you got you know you got the other Russian coming coming soon here to uh, Kuznetsov, who's oh, just baby. Been, just tearing up the KHL and absolutely um, torching the KHL. Right, right. Don't get me so, started on the piss missile, man exactly so i mean <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna start seeing some of these guys just kind of be blocked by other prospects which is not not a bad thing to have especially with with the way the salary cap's gonna be here in the next couple of years with with the buyouts so, yeah that's a, definitely a good problem to have yeah 
Yeah, and they need, it's uh, the cheap contracts. <laughs> it's the first time that I can remember the Wild having this specific problem ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could in, in the past, all you could really think of like, oh, Eric Halla is going to be the one, of the one of the only guys that they developed and, and got up here. Um, yeah. And has had a lot of success in the NHL post wild. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool to, and not only um, you got guys, you know, like over in the KHL, but some of the college kids are really developing the kid, the other Russian kid at UConn's having a really good, could start to his college career too so. oh yeah good call yeah 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 so yeah it's it's fun it's, uh you know especially um you know they're gonna need some of those guys to hit um you know and, and score and finish um at the nhl level and it's nice to see him do it um you know one step below or you know now in iowa too so um and we're gonna need some of those defensemen to, to make to make some uh solid steps too just because of the the, the depth uh, defenseman that we lost. And that's, <laughs> that's one thing that I'm, that I'm really curious because, you know, Suter played a lot of hard minutes. Yeah. Uh, so did Susie. So we'll see. I, I, I liked uh, John Merrill last year. Um, you know, the other guys um, are okay. Jordy Ben, he's been in the league a long time. Uh, he had a rough showing on yeah. uh, Wednesday night against the, the Blues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, it worries me. You know, uh, Brodine and Spurgeon can't play the entire game. So, um, you know, they're going to. Well, those... so if I, if I remember right, I think the, the top four is going to be basically like it's going to be Galagasi, Spurgeon, and yep. then Brodine, Dumba. Yeah. Yeah. We can yep. work with that. That's a solid yep. top four. Yeah. You know, Goligoski is such an underrated guy. I mean, he, you know, he's, he was stuck there in Arizona. Um, but, you know, Jacob Chikrin, who I think is going to be one of the best uh, defensemen in the NHL here very soon. Um, you know, he said he's going to extremely miss him as a D partner. And I just think he's a guy that doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He's kind of just, you know, steady going. He can play power play if you need him, but, uh, you know, he can also shut down the top line uh, forwards. And so I think that was a, a really nice pickup by Billy G and people are worried about the amount of money he got for one year, but I definitely think it's worth it. And the guy just think if they didn't get him, um, <laughs> how big of a mess, uh, the decor would be. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. There's, there's nobody out there to, to fill a top four, really a top two role for five million dollars and and you know i i agree with you i think that the the drop-off from Suter is probably gonna there's probably gonna be a drop-off but it's probably not gonna be as steep of a drop-off as it could have been uh elsewhere and i don't know if you ever heard this theory i i don't know how much i totally buy it but there was a theory originally like floating around on, you know, Twitter and Reddit that basically there's a under the table Lou Lamorell style agreement done already for a, uh, a two year extension at like 2.8 for, uh, for, for Goligosky once we get like around the trade deadline. And basically they were like, Hey, we're going to give you 5 million for just this year. And if things look good, then we'll lock you in for like the rest of your career at a lower number. How's that sound? And he was like, deal yeah i think so i think it's like you know prove it for him too to see if he can continue his his play i mean it hasn't really dropped off i don't think um it's you know he still can skate and um you well, know, he, he's kind of like suitor anyway where like yeah. his game is not the type of game that's just gonna fall off a fucking cliff no no which <laughs> thank god yeah because they're gonna really need him um uh, and uh 
he brings uh, that leadership uh, presence in the locker room that they, that, you know, that, um, you know, the, the, the young kids can look to and, uh, um, you know, he's just solid all around. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a little, uh, it's a nice uh, kind of prove it one year uh, contract for a veteran. So, and he's back home, he'll be comfortable. Um, he'll get to play in front of a lot of family that probably hasn't seen him in a long, long time. And so I think that, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, I think that really helped Eric Stahl um, too. Um, so when he was here, um, so yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm all for it. Amen. So let's, let's move on a little bit from the wild, just cause there there's been a, well, I guess we'll transition from just the wild to uh, NHL league news that the wild are, you know, potentially involved in. And that's uh, Jack Eichel. Uh, once again, his name is getting floated around uh, and connected to the wild. Once again, uh, he still wants out and still hasn't had a surgery, but the difference is now uh, I believe it was Drager reported the other day that um, the Sabres have basically started letting teams actually look at the medical records which in theory will expedite the process. And if you're the Sabres, if you're Kevin Adams, you have to hope like, all right, well, once they see everything, then somebody will be like, okay, fuck it. We'll take this chance. Right. Like that, yeah. that's gotta be the thought process here. This, this organization, I mean, it made Owen power go back to school. <laughs> you know, it's like the heck of <laughs> the heck to go into Buffalo right now. I'll, uh, I'll go dominate college hockey and play with all those first round picks. Um, but yeah, Eichel, um, you know, about time they share medical records. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, by the, by the time he has the surgery now, it's going to be, you know, probably the playoffs before you, before you see him out there. So that, <laughs> that throws a wrench into things, but you know, I've just, you know, I went back after hearing that news and was kind of just looking at teams and, you know, Vegas makes the absolute most sense because they have no centers too, but who does, I mean, who, uh, who on that team does Buffalo want? I mean, there's not a whole lot of young guys that they would want. Yeah. Um, I, I have to imagine Vegas is prospect covered. I don't know it very well, no. but I, I have to imagine it's pretty bare because yeah. it feels like every year they find themselves in some ridiculous blockbuster where they're trading three picks and two firsts for you know, a Petrangelo who I know he yeah. was a free agent, but like yeah. Mark Stone yeah. and um, teams, yeah. teams that uh, I, the teams that make a whole lot of sense, we'll see if they have the guts to do it uh, would be the LA Kings. Uh, we'll see if Rob Blake would want to do it um, or not. Cause look, I mean, just watching the world juniors last year, uh, the Kings and the ducks, how many guys they had in that tournament. Uh, yeah. Th- those two teams look like they, uh, could give Buffalo the most, you know, Buffalo wants um, NHL ready guys are close to it. Both of those teams have amazing prospects that they could give up. And then another team that you can never count out and is looking to make a push is Detroit with Eisenman. They have, they, they have been killing it at, at in the drafts recently. Um, and they have a lot of uh, uh, guys they could give up. Uh, you know, it's, you look at Detroit, the Lucas Raymond, who's almost ready to go. And so they, they've yeah. just stocked of Swedish guys like I, they have in the past. Detroit is a team I hadn't really considered as an option because Iserman keeps kind of suggesting that like, it's not close, you know, they're not, they're not ready to do it there. So like, I kind of assumed and, you know, I, I don't think he's outright said it, but his kind of reading between the lines has gone out and basically said, trust the process. Yeah. Um, 
So he just always seems to like when you get that call, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna end up on the wrong side of a deal. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Is like with a trade like this, knowing that if we're being honest, like uh-huh. you're you're trading if you're Kevin Adams, you're trading Jack Eichel for two to four guys that might eventually be as good as Jack Eichel. And in in most trades the team that is giving away the single better player is the loser of that trade yeah, 100%. So if you compound that in with the fact that in the nhl pretty much every time stevie y gives you a call you're losing <laughs> that trade like if i'm kevin adams do i even take that call <laughs> look at you know he, he basically stole jacob verana from washington so yeah, um, yeah and, he just and alex Nedeljkovic too i don't yeah. I, like i i don't understand yeah, so, bizarro by the Canes. Yeah, and then you basically got worse at goaltender, so I I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, trust me, that's a whole. That's I've got a whole podcast worth of a rant on that <laughs> of the the Hurricanes looking at how close they were and being like, you know what? Let's take this Calder finalist goalie who is also because goalie rules are weird. He is still, he would still be eligible for the Calder this year, which is incredible. Like we could see a guy be a back-to-back Calder finalist. Um, And let's take him and you know what? Nah, let's go get the corpse of Freddie Anderson. And yeah. And I, and, and their backup is, um, Oh, it's auntie Ranta. Okay. So he's, he's actually good. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's okay. He's, he's good as long as he's healthy. <laughs> exactly. And he's been, he's played like 18 games in the last three years. He was on the wrong squad in Arizona too. That's, I mean, you, you want to talk about a team that just looks like a complete shit show. It, it, it'd be, it'd be Arizona. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a three-way race to the bottom this year between Buffalo, Arizona and, and Detroit. Yeah. I don't, I think Detroit is on the right path. I'm much less confident about the other two. Although I do think that whenever Armstrong in, in Arizona figured out that he could literally take contracts and, and, and picks in exchange for nothing, I think he was like, all right, you know what? Let's weaponize our cap space. And I, I think that was terrific. We've talked, I've talked about it on the podcast a hundred times. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in pro sports, like regarding a trade is we are trading you Andrew Ladd and a second and like a fourth for nothing. It was, yeah. that's one of the greatest <laughs> trade cards Lord, I've Lou ever Lam- seen. Lou Lamorello is like, please get this guy off, off, off the Island. Um, I was laughing with Seth Topol that uh, just looking at daily face off in their lines and they're running out a, a line in 2021 of Jay Beagle Antoine Roussel and Louis Erickson in 2021 <laughs> and poor Phil Kessel. Now they, it seems like they want him out of there. So I, I don't know where you, where you trade Phil, but uh, yeah. Um, oh, I hope, you know what? I hope he lands in a good spot. I do too. I, I <laughs> fucked up though. There is one other shit show. <laughs> the San Jose sharks, man. Oh, oh my dear Lord. Oh, oh. what that, a disaster. And the, I mean, it, it it's only been two or three years, but they've gone in the complete yeah disaster mode. Like it, no. it's blowing my mind because, in theory, they shouldn't be as bad as they are, or you know now they should be. But like, I guess Father Time just caught up to everybody at the exact same moment, and then they were like, all right, well let's you know offload Jumbo and Pavelski, let's get rid of him, and Pickles started to fall apart. Um, 
and then all the fucking bullshit with Evander Kane, which like now there's even more bullshit. Uh, <laughs> a fake vaccine card. What are you, yeah. what are you doing? You, the league isn't going to know that. Like you're making up a, a vaccine card. Like what? Uh, you literally have to pass a fucking physical just to like get in the door. And you think that like, you're going to go on eBay and buy, buy like, it's like the fucking bench warmers where the kid walks up. And he's like a, he's like a 40 year old man. He walks up with a, a, a piece of paper and a $50 bill that just says, I am 12. Like, yeah, no wonder, no wonder Logan Couture and uh, Hurdle are like, I, I, I'm not going to play with this clown. Like what it's a fucking a, joke. And that's, everywhere, every franchise he's been with, there's been drama and it's not been good. He's not been a good teammate. Uh, remember Dustin Bufflin put his tracksuit in the shower. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a great prank. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> also, it's, it's, yeah, it's a nightmare <laughs> to, to like to piss off big buff when you're on the same side is hysterical to me because <laughs> right. like he should be your biggest like defender and your weapon and w- whatever you have done to not only Love just like <laughs> piss him off, but then like, make him so mad that he like seeks you out when you play against each other in the future. That's just hilarious to me. Like, how can you be that big of a prick? And right. yeah. Um, and talk about a team too, that held on to Martin Jones way too long. I mean, he's, he's been one of the worst goalies in the NHL the past couple of seasons. And then, and then you see Chuck Fletcher pick him up in Philly and he just, um, he was on that one of those first preseason TNT games where we got to see hockey and, TNT, which was uh, kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, and Martin Jones was awful. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like got a tough goalie goaltender situation right now too. Who's their Who's uh, their goalie this year? Because I know last uh, year at one point their goalie tandem was a rookie Martin Jones starting and uh, Devin Dubnik behind. Yeah. Um. So they picked up Aiden Hill from Arizona. Um, oh, who was actually fine. yeah i think he's all right. actually kind of fine um so oh he's gonna... and james reimer too yeah yeah <laughs> talk about a guy that's bounced around i mean dear lord um that's a, that guy's a suitcase too turning into like doobie and um, yeah. i feel okay so like i say this with nothing but love for james reimer he's never done anything yeah. to hurt me but like <laughs> When the Carolina Hurricanes have decided that they are going to move on from you and Peter Morazic for, again, the corpse of Freddie Anderson and maybe like Anti Ranta's left leg, like <laughs> maybe it's time to to hang him up. I don't know. Yeah. Like you've made a you've made a really good living in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. probably. Let me. I'm curious now. By the end of this year, he'll have made $28.6 million. Okay, I was close. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's a really, that's an, a heck of a, heck of a con, or career for, uh, for not a huge ton of success in the yeah, league. Yeah, absolutely. So, guy that has hung around. So, yeah, good for him. <laughs> good for, yeah, good for Reimer for sure. Yeah. Anytime you're, anytime you're making, you know, 10 figures. Yeah. Over, <laughs> you know, he's, he's averaging out to making a little less than, three million dollars a year yeah that'll work definitely thumbs up man but that's that's <laughs> good, part of what agent. i'm getting at too yeah, yeah that's part of what i'm getting yeah. at too it's like why would you move to san jose then like <laughs> three exactly. he, so he's gonna make 1.75 million dollars this year he's that's like below the poverty line in san jose why would you do that to yourself <laughs> should have gone to vegas you know vegas had an opening yeah you know? <laughs> oh man well yeah so um it's gonna be a very entertaining uh season for sure um mm-hmm. 
Alex, before you take off, one, two quick questions. What did you think so far of the uh, the new broadcast partners of the NHL? I, I haven't actually had a chance to, to watch any of the preseason games on TNT. You know, so far, the ESPN stuff is just them picking up the local broadcasts. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on on the broadcast partners. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, it's uh, TNT's had so much uh, success with their with their basketball coverage, so uh, you know I'm excited to see uh, with the NHL. Um, you know, I thought the the intermission guys were really funny. Rick Tockett, hilarious, um, and Liam, Liam McHugh's back. So um, I've always thought Liam has done a solid job. Um, and then Eddie O was on the broadcast that I watched. So, you know, he's always been great on NBC. Yeah. So, um, and I'm excited to see, you know, they, uh, they're going to have, you know, Gretzky on and uh, a guy like Paul Biz. Yeah. 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 So Biz, Biz will be hilarious. Uh, You know, know, thank God it's cable. So he can be, (laughs) he can be. So is there a plan to basically do like Biz as Biz and Gretzky as like a, a Barkley and, and Shaq type thing? Yeah, not I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> not that Gretzky is Shaq, but obviously no. Biz is the Barkley there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and uh, ESPN, uh, they're actually, uh, Butcher Gross is debate, uh, having a, a show starting I tomorrow. I saw that. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, so I'm hoping that brings back uh, NHL Tonight kind of vibes. And uh, uh, he said he's going to have torts in there. So oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and Messier and uh, Kevin Weeks who I've always loved too so yeah um, I hope I hope that show has a lot of success and it's going to be on the on the regular ESPN channels so you know if you don't get the plus you'll still be able to see it which is um, which is really nice and uh, yeah I, uh, as uh, as a guy that grew up uh, having ESPN um, it's going to be so much fun to have it have them back and they they deserve to be on the the worldwide network and uh, you know I hope uh, hope they you know, they, they'll, they'll grab all the old viewers, uh, but hopefully they get this new generation of, uh, of fans. Cause what, they haven't had it since like 2004, like 03, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a whole, uh, you know, whole new generation of, uh, of hockey fans that haven't seen it on ESPN. So I, uh, hope they have a lot of success and, keep, and can continue to have the, the, the TV rights. Yeah. Do you know if they're bringing back the old, uh, NHL on ESPN theme song? Cause I'm not going to lie. The NHL on NBC, the NHL on NBC theme is one of my favorites in all of sports. So if they can Uh, replace it with the ESPN, the old one, or like a updated version of it, then like maybe this will work. Yeah. Butcher said he was, he was just on spin chicklets. Um, and he said the music is, is coming back. So yeah. um, yeah, (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. That's just the best. Everybody knows it when they hear it too. So, um, yeah, just, brings back the bill clement vibes and gary thorne and, and all and barry melrose ray ferraro all all those guys um yeah uh, just just the best um yeah nostalgia for sure awesome well alex uh thanks again for your time as always yeah. you know the drill as is uh, as is custom here on the wild takes podcast before you go alex micheletti what is your wild take yeah um i'm excited for this team i'm excited to see free soft with with that and Zuccarello and I think they're gonna have a giant season together and I have the wild finishing second in in the central division so oh yeah think, brother I think they're gonna keep it going and uh very excited to watch behind the predators right <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah yeah the, the rebuilding uh 
David Poyle National Predators with with Matt Duchesne and uh, yeah. Mikhail Granlin. <laughs> they, yeah, they won like 13 out of 17 to end the season. I'm just saying they're on they're one of the hottest regular season teams in the league. <laughs> they're gonna keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, Alex, where can the folks find you if they uh when they want to get some more of your more of your goodness? Yeah, it's uh, my first and last name, so just at Alex Micheletti. Um, give me a follow. I love love interacting with all Minnesota Wild fans and and NHL fans, sports fans. It's it's fun uh, put, put up a lot of clips and stuff and talk about them. So yeah, it's fun. All right. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, yeah, go give Alex a follow. All sorts of great content there. Cheers, bud. Yep. Take care. Hi, Dev. Big thanks to Alex for stepping up in a big way for us there while Zouch was out. Always appreciate getting his insight. And now for my wild take this week, I'm just going to go and say it. I'm going to predict that Adam Beckman makes this roster out of camp and he's going to be a mainstay on the wild roster all year. It's no easy task to get a Gordie Howe hat trick, especially in a preseason game when, you know, emotions aren't particularly high. And the kid has shown absolutely nothing but just like fight, tenacity, all the kinds of things that you just absolutely love to see. Kid can score. He is just an unbelievably gifted scorer. And he's willing to do all of the little things right. I just, I don't see how he doesn't make the team at this point. So maybe it's not that wild of a take, but, uh, you know, he is still only 20 years old. It's going to be really, really exciting to see how, how he develops and how he grows as a, uh, as a pro in the near future. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the wild Things podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure to uh, rate review, subscribe, follow all that jazz, wherever you get your podcast from. If you like us, tell your friends, get them to listen. If you don't like us, tell your enemies, get them to listen. Either way, you win. Also, go check out 10,000 Takes. Greatest blog to ever do it until we're not. And for, you know, for more up-to-date takes, memes, logs, etc. So, with all that being said, which I think loosely translates to Long Live the Piss Missile, Let's Go Wild.